Welcome to the Art of a Messy House podcast, where my house is messier than ever, but I am at my happiest. And the only answer for it is Jesus, where my hope is anchored. Come join me, Jen Kasuda, your host, for faith encouragement, testimonies, and devotionals as I share everyday faith in my real, authentic, not perfect way. There will be stories of humility, kindness, truth, and love as we walk in faith through the everyday relatable moments. As a wife, mom, teacher, and author, I'm learning to embrace this messy but beautiful life while encouraging others to do the same. No matter what stage of faith you are at, you will learn of God's love here and be empowered to walk in your own beautifully distinct purpose right here, right now. So let's step over the clutter together and laugh through the stress, for true beauty is in the art of a messy house. So dear God, please bless this beautifully imperfect mess. Love, Jen. Dear God, why am I so dizzy? Or why am I stuck? You know those moments that you just feel like it's the same cycle over and over again, no matter what you do? I've said it before, and I think I've done a writing on it and posting about it and blogging about it and reflecting and praying about it. I think of those whirlpools in life. How do we break the spin and the cycles of shame and regret and guilt or whatever goes, whatever comes around, goes around until we break the spin, right? There's that saying, whatever goes around comes around, but it really is possible to break the spin, but it really involves our outlook and our mindset and our actions. Even the small actions really, really change things and eventually build up into changed thoughts and change processes and just the the whole mindset is so important. And so today I'm going to talk about those times that you feel dizzy. I'm going to start with a little story again, but life can really make us really busy. And I pray in those moments, Lord, that he would give me eyes to see what I'm supposed to see and not be distracted by the other stuff that's going on or be distracted into doing what everyone else is doing or doing what's comfortable, even though it's not what's right. And so it really got me thinking, literally and figuratively, like most times, just how dizzy life can be and just how there's just so much coming at us in all different directions. And even when we try to be present, there's just so much pulling us in all these different places. And there's the cycles of negativity, of fear, of anger, of stress, of the things that trigger us. It can trip us up and make us trip and falter. And it happens to the best of us and it happens to everyone. And what happens though, when we push past the cycles, when we push the cycles in the opposite direction. So if you're thinking of whirlpool and you just go the other way, what happens? It makes me think of making the whirlpool and how easy it is to stay going in the same direction in the same direction that everyone's going in, in the same direction we always go in, the way everything is pulling us, just going with it. It seems easy. It is easier. When that happens, what strength is being gained? Yes, it's fun. And literally, it's fun, right? And I love that growing up. But what happens when we push the other direction? What happens when we push back the opposite way? At first, it's challenging, but soon strength grows. It becomes easier and easier until, boom, it breaks. It starts to move in the other direction. It starts to be easier, and we are stronger. And so I think about that, and I think about this concept 
and how it really can be applied to everything or most things. I won't say everything, but it can be applied to so much in life, big and small. And so this brings me to the story that involves a day when I was at the park. My husband was traveling and I took my two young kids to the park at the time. One of them was two at the time. The other was five. And we went to a park that we normally don't go to, but I just felt like being a little adventurous and changing it up. And so as I'm putting my daughter on a swing, we were going to leave, but my daughter wanted to go in the swing. And my kids have never been kids that like swings. I don't know why, but anyway, so she asked for it. So I was like, oh, definitely going to do this. And so I was like, okay, we'll stay for a few more minutes. And I don't know about you, but sometimes those few, those, okay, we'll stay. That ends up turning into more than I wish it did. And sometimes leaves me wishing we left when I originally wanted to, but that's another story. So I put her on the swing, my back is turned and I heard my son shriek like a squeal I had never heard before. So I ran to him and discovered he had been stung by a bee. At this time, he still had 10 food allergies. So like allergies was on my mind. And quite honestly, I was relieved that it appeared that he was not having an allergic reaction. And so praise God, And so as he calmed down, I realized there was a woman who was standing next to me. And now I'm never going to tell a story that's going to be judging somebody else. I hope in the way I speak, in the way that I tell these stories, it is just teaching a lesson. And this lesson's all about breaking the spin and not getting caught up in the wrong things in the moment that we can get caught up in the wrong things. But anyway, so a woman comes over to me and she says, He is the second kid I watched that happen to today. Just look at that hive on that. And I look down, not a hive on my son, a giant like hive in the ground of bees. I'm not going to get technical and say what kind because that's not my forte. So sure enough, it was there. There was a hive underneath this. I think it was like a squirrel at the park that you ride back and forth on. And she nonchalantly pointed to the swarming bees in the ground below the squirrel that he had been sitting on, that she had watched him go on there. And this fiery mama in me was raging. I was raging. I was like, wait, you watched him go on? I didn't say this. Inside, I was raging. You watched him go on something you knew was harmful. You watched another kid do this and did not stop either of them. I just had to hold myself back. The Lord tame my tongue, but feel my heart. And so Psalm 141, verse 3 Set a guard, O Lord, on my mouth. Keep watch over my the door of my lips. And I think I've said that before, too, on another episode. It's so important to just watch our tongue. And I do believe there's a time that we need to speak up and we need to speak up and speak the truth, right? And I said something along the lines to her of, thank you for letting me know that I'm going to now go tell someone about this. I'm going to go to the police station and go tell somebody. So the long, long story short, we wound up going to the police station and we went to the parks and recreation department, but actually were stopped by a police officer first who we were able to explain where the park it was at, where it was at so that they could have someone go there and get rid of the hive. So this did not happen for somebody else. I don't always do this, but what I was thinking in the moment is it wasn't the easiest thing for me to lug both of my children who were young And one of them was still napping over to the Parks and Recreation Department and tell them that this is what was happening. It actually is a join with the police station. That's why they were all together. And so it wasn't the easy thing to do to go there and to tell them and to inform them, but it was the right thing to do so that 
this did not happen to somebody else. And I don't always do the right thing because I think the right thing isn't always the easiest thing. And I think that we can get so caught up in the busy end and the cycles and what just happened. And my son was fine. And that's the reason why we even went there because I knew he was fine and he would be fine. I'm grateful for forgiveness when life gets me so frazzled though, so frazzled that I don't do the right thing. I don't call and tell someone. I don't break the cycle of that happening to somebody else because I am so enraged that someone didn't do that for me or for my son. And of course I am. I want to protect my son. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. But the thing is we have to break the cycles. We can't stay stuck on what someone else didn't do for us or what they did for us. We can't stay in that. We have to change what needs to be changed, what is right. And so the whole experience really made me think of all the times that I may fail to do this when I should. And the times that I wait for someone else to do it, what I know I am capable of doing, someone else will do it. And maybe it's innocent. Maybe it's like, you know what? Somebody else is probably going to go help that person. I just saw a trip on the sidewalk. I don't want to embarrass that person. I don't want to do this. Oh, there's a person reaching at the supermarket. I don't want to upset them by asking if I can help them. You know what? God sees our heart. And in those moments, it's not meant to hurt somebody. It's meant to help them. And so I think sometimes we just leave it for somebody else to do or assuming someone else will do it, but we can't do that. We can't wait to assume that somebody else is going to do it when we are equipped and very capable of doing it ourselves. And so I just think of that. And I just think of how in the Bible, James unpacks how it's not enough to simply know what is right. Instead, we must act. We must not assume someone else will do it That's often the reason why so many people stay bystanders, because they assume someone else will do it, or they feel uncomfortable being the first person to do something or to speak up. Yet when we do, in fact, speak up as the first upstander, studies show that others will follow. I have asked students in classes in middle school, I've asked my own children who are much younger at this point, why don't you do something in that situation? And often the answer is, I was waiting for somebody else to do it. It's scary to be the first person. And if there's so many of us thinking that way, it's scary to be the first person. I don't want to interfere. If we're all thinking that way, then we all stay bystanders and we're not living faith in action. We're not being an upstander when so many people, we all have the opportunities. We all have opportunities all around us every day to be an upstander, to do what's right, to not wait, to be a leader. And so I'm going to go back to James. So James chapter 1, verse 22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. And then it goes on to say in verses 23 and 24, Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. And then we go into chapter two of James. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Maybe I think it's bigger than me and involves something outside my comfort zone, but maybe, like I said above, it's simply not in my plans for the day, either like going to the Parks and Recreation Department. That wasn't in my plans. Maybe it's not on my agenda list. Maybe it's just really something I am not comfortable doing, yet I feel the prompt on my heart that I need to go and pray for somebody that just walked by me, maybe even with them. Who am I to decide what I should do and what I shouldn't when the Holy Spirit prompts my heart? 
I mean, we have busy schedules. There will always be busyness and hurry around us, but the chances are the busy schedule, they won't go away. Those schedules will not go away, nor will the chances for us to serve, love, and do what is right either, though. Listen, I don't always get it right. I am a work in progress, real not perfect. However, I pray about it, and I pray you'll pray about it too. I, I pray we don't miss the opportunities, the moments that are before us, waiting for somebody. I don't want to wait for somebody else to do what is right or to step up or to do what God has given me the chance to do. We all have these opportunities every single day. We all have the potential to pour into people. We have giftings, we have callings, but it's in the simple moments too that we can break some cycles. And there's a lot of negative cycles in this world that we can all come together and we can all work to shine light on, to push the other way. Let's step up in all the areas. Those injustices that spin around speak against the spin. Those family cycles that spin generation to generation, declare them broken, speak it, do the work. It can happen because Jesus already defeated it all at the cross. So that day at the park, there was another cycling fear that needed to be broken, the anxiety of the park. And so my son after that day was afraid of the park. And this is bringing me to the topic of kids because I do believe that every all these lessons are so applicable to any age, even our kids. And so he was afraid of the park. He thought the park would bite him. He said, that's the park that bites me. And so the next day, since he was no longer screaming about the park off and on, he was telling people, though, that he had been stung and he didn't like the park anymore. So we were going to a friend's house. And on the way, I saw the park and I felt prompted to make a pit stop and stop and get out and face it. And I didn't make a big, huge deal about it. I actually didn't even want to go because once again, I was like, oh, no, like we have to get ready for the for dinner and we have to do this. And my husband was away. And so I didn't make a big deal. But I tried to make it into like an adventure. I wanted to see, first of all, if they had gotten rid of the swarming hive. And so I just mentioned that to my son. I said, let's just go see. Like, you know what? We we went and we told them and we definitely helped other people not get stung. So let's just go see this, what they did. And so we prayed as we drove over. Lord, thank you for protecting us and keeping us safe. And sure enough, the hive was gone when we got there. And my son even wanted to stay to play. And in my own life, avoidance has often made situations and anxieties grow deeper with the anticipation of what will be. So I knew the longer we waited to go back to the park, the more the anxiety can grow, the fears can grow. Anticipation has always been the worst part for me. So the sooner we face the fear or I face the fear, fighting back with faith, the sooner the same anticipation and nervousness subsides. Um, cycles spin all around, but they can be broken. They only can be broken when we step into God's promises and presence, obediently taking the steps to stop their spin. Sometimes that means we need to act. Sometimes it means we need to speak up right where we are. It could be against something that's wrong, or it can be to pray for somebody. It can be to say good morning when we feel that prompts on our heart to smile at somebody even. No matter what we feel, how uncomfortable it may feel, we can step into God's presence and promises and break the spin. So the challenge is this, speak up for one another. Find a time we can speak up today for somebody. Even if it's just speaking up and saying good morning or I love your shirt, whatever you see and feel that's on the heart, just speak it and just speak up even when it may not involve you directly. 
who are in this together and our children are watching us do this and they're learning to do this too. They're looking and they're they're watching faith in action. Let's be kind whenever possible because it's always possible. We're in this life together and with God, all things are possible. These are the two areas I just feel can just truly make a difference. Stand in truth, speak truth in love, face it. Face the very thing that is spinning. Pray about it. You face it by praying about it. You following the prompts, fight back with faith, get a scripture, pray over it. Pray for the steps to take. Teach our kids to do the same. Is there something spinning in your life you want to change? You can do it by leaning into God's strength. You don't need to do it in your own strength. We never need to do it in our own strength. Believe it, see it, pray about it. Talk to God about it. Trust that he will guide you how, and there will be some faith muscles of all different kinds that are built along the way. Because together we can stop the confusion and dizziness, which is not of God, and bring the life-giving love because what goes around comes around. It will always go around until we break the spin right here and right now using what God placed within. So let's pray. Dear God, you reign above it all. We come to you. We ask for forgiveness on whatever we have been avoiding or running from. We ask for forgiveness for feeding the negative cycles. And today we pray to be filled with your truth and your wisdom so that we know when to speak up and when to walk away. Lead us with the Holy Spirit, fill us with the Holy Spirit, that we will not grow weary of doing what is good, even when it is not the popular or easy way. I ask you today to help me break cycles, the ones I see and the ones I don't even see. I pray for my family and friends and the people that are listening right now, that they do the same. I pray that they walk in the freedom and the peace you provide. I pray to seek your will for my life and that it pours truth and love into generations to come. I pray for this world. I pray for our world. I pray that evil cycles and crippling chains crumble. And through it all, I pray to always give you the glory. Help me, Lord, break the spins I need to break because it's all about you. It's all in your strength. And so I lean into your strength and your loving embrace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. And thank you even more for being here. Be sure to visit theartofamessyhouse.com to join the conversation, subscribe there for weekly devotionals, and discover some fantastic bonus resources as well. And while that's all for this episode, I hope that you'll follow along and always remember, most importantly, that you are loved, you are seen, and you are known. So until next time, God bless.